guys. Sure. I, it's so difficult to start up um, a sermon in, in that atmosphere. There is a, there's a reverence because you almost don't want to be in that place in his presence, you know. Worship was different today. Um, the presence of God was just so incredibly tangible in this place. There was, a, there was an awe of his presence. I wonder if you guys felt that. Um, and, and, I, and I'm hoping that I can do this, this little talk, this little sermon justice today. Um, I don't have a long um, preach, not at all. Um, but I first of all want to start off by saying, and I, I want to continue in his presence, which I feel we can. Um, and I might just ask, before we go into the actual word parts, um, that we play that, that piece that we spoke about. Um, while you go up, I want to, I just feel like we weren't prayer meeting. Guys, if you're not in prayer meeting, get yourself into that room. Man, that's the, that is the work engine of this church. We had an incredible time in God's presence. Um, just praying this morning for the service, for you guys, for the saints, for the word, for worship. And it was an incredible time. Don't miss out on those times. Because um, it sets like a platform for us to move forward and advance God's kingdom together. Amen. Um, I, sure. I almost feel like I want to just encourage, just to start off with, I want to encourage um, everyone here today that when you come to church, always remember, we come to church to give of ourselves, not just to receive. And there is this element that, that we just come and we just sit and stare. But God wants us actively involved. The whole reason he created us was so that we can have fellowship with him and worship him. You know, um, so I want to say that when you, before you come to church on a Sunday, check your heart. Check your heart's posture, you know, and come to church with the, with the spirit of giving God all your worship, all your praise. This is the whole reason he created us. And we cannot take that lightly. We've got to do that right. Amen. I, um, the presence of God is just so beautiful in this place. I can just feel it. My head is pumping and <laughs> I'm so hot at the moment. Um, but yeah, no, man, we were created to worship God, to have fellowship with Him. And we will not have it any other way. Um, This, I, I really do believe, guys, I want to put a little bit of emphasis on this. I really do believe that God is raising up a church in this community. We are going to be known as a people of true worship. We're going to be known as a people. What you see here is just a taste of things to come. And, and we've got to live by this. We've got to live as true worshipers. Um, it's got to just seep out of every orifice of us. Every little 
out of our eyes, ears, nose. It's going to, it's, we're going to reek of it. We're going to reek being true worshippers of God. People see right through false worship. He's wanting true worshippers who worship in spirit and truth. And that's my encouragement to you this morning before I start um, the word. Is to live a life of just being saturated in his presence. And I know that present that's not easy at times. But make effort. If you feel you've had a hard week and you want to come to church and just and just sit, it's not gonna work. If you have had a hard week and you come to church and you say, Lord, is there anything in me that's gonna stop me from pressing through? Is there anything in me that's gonna stop me from giving you the glory and honor? Then show me. Then repent, and then move forward. The veil is torn, remember, we can come straight into the presence of our Father, and He's wanting us right there. Amen? So that was my encouragement to you today. I, before I start, and I do have a sermon, very short sermon. A lot of you know me, I don't give a lot of long sermons. Um, but I do feel that God has spoke to me, and He has challenged my heart, and stirred my heart, in the last month or so, and he showed me some things which I want to speak just openly about today. But before that, I want to just get our affections and our, and our focus back on the King of Kings. When I was, again, when we were praying, uh, Renzo, I heard the trumpet in the background, and it, there was, it was such a beautiful, for me, an example of royalty, you know, and the King is here amongst us. Matthew speaks about it. If you, if you are gathered in my name, I am there amongst you. So I want you to close your eyes and just turn your affections back to him. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Lord, you are just so glorious and you are just so kind and you are so passionate about us. We thank you for your presence here this morning. And we pray that as we dig into the word a little bit and Talk about the things that you've shown me, shown you, Lord, that it would, it would just flow nicely today, that we'd understand that no offense would be taken, but, Father, that we would rejoice in the fact that you have a plan and purpose for us. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and that will come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, brother. That was amazing. I'm going to bow the throat then. said I don't have a long word, but um, what I do feel God is wanting me to speak about today um, is um, and something that I've seen in churches over the last few, um, few weeks, in fact a few months now, or about a couple of months, since we've come back from, from the Isle of Man, just speaking to people, spending some time with the saints, um, and I've seen that um, people have... Um, taken on this, this stance, this, this, this idea of, yes, they've committed um, their life to Christ. They, they've, they've said the sinner's prayer. Um, they've even come to church on a Sunday. Uh, their church attendance is very good. And, and um, yes, they've even been baptized. And um, those three things are all very good things. Um, 
But I feel the Lord saying, when I'm talking to new people, I feel like the Lord's saying, there's a stepping up required. There's a, a sense of, you can't just do those three things and sit and observe. I want you active in the body. And um, when I heard this, it was like, oh, you know, if you want us active in the body, yes, be doers of his word. You know, there's a sense of God wanting to, to move through us. We, we need to be living epistles. Living epistles. Not just people who think because they've said the sinner's prayer, because they come to church on a Sunday, because they've been baptized, that that's, that's what it's about. That's all that it is. That is very much important to do those three things. But hear my heart in this. There is a stepping up, and I heard it in the prayer meeting again um, this morning. There's a stepping up that's required. God, there is, well, there is a stepping up that's required, but there's, like God almost showed me this complacency and this, this comfortable thing that's happening within the church. We, we, we've said this in this prayer, and we've done all the right things, but we've, we're just sitting and becoming complacent. I really feel this church is in a season right now that he wants to pull us into, the, into our destiny. He wants to pull us into immense growth. We've had, we've had um, Rodney come out and minister to us and say, God, this hall is only going to be too small for you. There are prophetic things that we've got to put in place and, and step into so that God can move on our behalf. There's, and he's going to use you guys. You are his hands and feet. You are the saints that are sitting here. He wants to use you, you to go out to the highways and the byways and speak to those who are needing to be equipped. Amen? The Bible, you know, the Bible doesn't say, for God so loved the world that he gave a, sin, a sinner's prayer. The Bible doesn't say, for God so loved the world that he gave a baptismal creed. Those things are good. For God, you know, God didn't say, um, for God so loved the world that he even gave church attendance. It's good. There's more. But the Bible does say, and we all know the scripture in the Bible. It says, John, John 3, verse 16. I don't know if you've got the same translation, but this is what the Bible does say. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and his only son, that whoever believes in him, now that him is the person of Jesus, shall not perish, but have eternal life. Amen? What the Bible does say is John 1 verses 12. Yet to all who did not receive him. Sorry, let me rephrase it. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believe in his name, he gave them the right to become children of God. Guys, it is the person of Jesus. We've got to learn to walk with the person of Jesus. We have to deny ourselves. What does denying ourselves mean? It's, it's actually the gospel. We have to pick up our cross and follow him. What does picking up our cross mean? To me, it's literally a death mechanism. It's dying to myself. You know, and then to follow Jesus. That is the faith. That is the faith. 
We cannot just come on Sunday. We cannot just think that we've said the prayer, the sinner's prayer, and, you know, we've, we come to church on a Sunday. We've been baptized. We can just sit and become observers. We can't. There's no time for that. God is wanting us to step up and into the more of Him. Let's turn to Matthew 16, 24 to 26. This is when Jesus is talking to His disciples. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves. And take up their cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for, um, for me will find it. What good would it be for someone to gain the whole world, yet forfeit their souls? Or what can I give um, in exchange um, for your soul? For the Son of Man is going to come in his Father's glory, with, with his angels, and then he will reward each person according to what they have done. Truly I tell you, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming um, in his kingdom. Guys, we need to take up our cross and follow him. And when I say that, there's always a cost involved. And that cost is immense. You know, stop thinking about it. It's immense. The first thing that starts to happen when we start taking up our cross is what that scripture just said in Matthew. We start denying ourselves. How does that look? It's all our selfish ambitions. We've got to die to all that stuff. You know, the Holy Spirit starts to develop in us a desire to serve Him and to serve others. There's almost this embracing a, um, a life of service and, and sacrificial love. We start to prioritize kingdom. Kingdom and kingdom first. We put that thing first all the time. We talk about it. Denton, how many times did we speak to him a week? Quite often. There are times that he would send me a clip send me a story, and I'm going to ask him to tell you a story after, after the sermon. We encourage each other. There's this, there's this excitement and zeal when we talk about what God has done, how he's advanced things, not only in our lives, but in the areas that we're working in, in the areas of schools. I mean, he talks about stuff that is just off the charts. I, wanna, I want you to share that, that your sister-in-law's prayer after this. There's this excitement, there's this priority that the Holy Spirit sets in us to, to become kingdom-focused. Um, Amen? Really. We start to endure hardship. That's hard. There are things we don't know why we go through these troubled times at times, but with the Spirit of God, He helps us navigate through those times. Hardship, and we have to learn to endure it. You know, when we become Christians, it's, 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 it's not just sitting, guys. It's, it's hard. When you pick up our cross, it's hard. There's a dying. And God wants us to die to self. Yo, he wants us to die to self. Persecution. 
in, in the Western church, I mean, we know nothing about it. We will at times come and say, oh, I've been persecuted at work. Oh, they, they, they said something horrible about me because I believe in Jesus. We don't know what persecution is about, guys. When we go to the, the church in the Middle East and the church in the, in the Far East, you will understand persecution to its fullest. Those people could take him out because of their faith. There's a word called martyrdom that kicks in there. And it's a reality that the church is staring into. When we went to abroad now to go to England and, and to the conference, when we come back, my eyes were open. I could not believe what I was seeing. The window is closing, guys. The window is closing. The window of opportunity to share God's gospel is closing. The pressure that governments are putting on churches is off the charts at the moment. We have that opportunity here, right now, in Stellenbosch. And my challenge to you is to, to go out, to, go and to, to use the gifts that God has given you, and go and share with those that you're sitting in class with. Go and share with those that, that you're at work with. Don't give up one opportunity because we don't know how long that person is even going to live, let alone us. Because God, God is behind our opportunity. Amen? In Acts 20, in Acts 20, 24, Paul says, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying the good news of God's grace. My question to us as his church, man, are we even running the race? Because I see a lot of comfort happening. I see a lot of sitting in the pews and just observing happening. But are we stepping out and being used by God? You know, secondly, I want to I wanna just ask, are we even completing the task that Jesus has given us. I mean, do you know of this task that Jesus has given us? You know? Have you gone to sit with him and say, Lord, what is my task? What do you want me to do here on earth right now in Stellenbosch? How do you want me to, to further your gospel, to, 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 to look out for my, for, for my neighbor and for those that you want to speak to on the streets, in the workplace, wherever it may be? This is, I mean, I'm speaking in layman's terms here. I don't have better words. I'm not, a, I'm not an academic. I, I will speak loose uh, as I hear it. And, and I love you folk. And this is not a reprimand at all. I'm just saying this is what God has said to me. And I'm certainly going to up my game. I'm going to step up. I do not want complacency to, set, to sink into me. I don't want to become comfortable with those around me. I want to go out and reach the lost. Danton? Matthew 28, verses 19 to 20. This is the Great Commission, by the way. You all know this, I guess. Um, Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. 
And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Matthew 10 verses 7 to 8 says, As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of God has come near. Don't you'll know this. Heal the sick. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received. Freely give. Guys, I, I do believe, I really do believe what I said earlier, that God is raising us up to be a mighty church. And I can see the start of that in, in worship. There's, there's things happening in worship we don't know about, but God is putting people in place. God is, is going to work it on our behalf. We are going to be known as a church that are so hungry for the presence of God, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be blatant in our worship. But it's also going to be blatant in the way that we become passionate for His Word, in the way that we become passionate for Him, in the way that we become passionate for the lost, we have got to go out and do these things. We cannot sit. Don't think because you've said the sinner's prayer, you've been baptized, and sure, I've, I, I, you know, I've come to church every Sunday. And then we just sit and stare. We cannot be guys that just observe. We've got to be doers. Doers of his word. We've got to go out. And it's going to be tough. Yes, and we're going to be persecuted. Man, it's going to get real. We're going to have confrontations. But because we love Jesus. Amen? And, and that's pretty much my message in a nutshell. Honestly. That's pretty much my message in a nutshell. We've got to learn to do that correctly. And we've got to be passionate about that. Because that's our next move of God. When we start bringing the lost in, guys, we're going to need a building that is double the size. If you think of just looking at us here now, we can, if each and every one of us bring in the lost, we will double the size overnight. And you don't think, don't sit here for one reason and think, I cannot do that. You can. All you have to do, I'm not convincing you, just ask him. The Holy Spirit will do the rest. I'm convinced of that. Just read you scripture that says that. His Spirit will be with us to the end of the age. He will not leave us nor forsake us. But when we pick up our cross, it's going to be difficult. You know, It's going to be tough at times because there will be confrontations. But God will give you the ability to get through that. Amen. Now, while I'm talking about that, um, we were praying for two couples that were leaving. And um, the one couple, um, I just, up here, Miranda, are you still here? Oh, there you go. I don't know if you would just like to stand. Carl, would you mind if I just, would you like just to stand? I just want to encourage you guys that um, what, I, what I do see happening is that uh, God is sending you. I do feel that. There is a, a commissioning, a sending. Um, and he's given you the ability. Um, there's seeds that you're holding in your hand. 
and those seeds you're going to disperse at the right time in the right setting. I do feel that, and, and I feel like the Lord says His hand of protection is upon the steadfast of God. Um, but know in the going, there's going to come an urgency that's going to come upon you as a prophet to love those people um, like never before. Um, there is an, an ability that God's going to give you to share the word. And it's going to be quite new, unique in their setting. Um, and the Lord says, for the season that I'm going to send you, go forth and sow the seeds. Sow the seeds in love. This is going to be the greatest thing that people are going to see is the love of God that's going to rest on you, that's going to be in you when you're in those different environments. Amen. So yeah, I just encourage you. Um, Guys, can you get up? I, I, I do want to encourage you also, don't, don't think anything just happens by chance. God has got his hand in, and he will protect you as you go. Um, he'll give you the people to even share. Um, I feel that he's almost going to, he's going to watch you in a sense. Um, there's a watching of how you're going to interact with people. Um, and then if there's a wanting, his presence will come to the seed and really speak through you or use you as a vessel to sow the seeds of love, sow the seeds of, um, of fight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so I do feel that for you guys. Um, and I want to encourage you to, um, to, to stay in the word, to stay in his presence. Um, for the world is not a pretty place at times. We know that. There are very pretty places in which end up in, but the spirit that this area carries is is quite overwhelming. And the Lord says, just stay in my presence, and um, and He won't leave you. He'll open doors, and then you can speak in those environments. Okay. I love today. I love, I love the setting of worship is different. And I love that God was present even in that setting. I don't think we need to always think that he's going to come a certain way. You know, Vince, you did an amazing job to take us into that place of, of God, into that holy of holies. Um, and, I, and I feel like we've got to support him as a church, support our community, uh, not community, our worship leaders, um, support them, encourage them, love them. Um, yeah, keep going. Keep filling us with that love and that peace. Um, sorry? Yes, Genta, please, come on. This, this is an incredible story of what we've just been speaking about here today, about stepping out in faith. And this man, I mean, I want to just I just want to honor you because you have not, you've not stopped one single thing. Even when you get those negative uh, things come your way, even if the no's come, you push through that. But just listen to the story. So 
I just want to premise this first and foremost, that the same Jesus we read about in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and even in the book of Acts, is alive today. And this is part of that story to make sure that we realize. Did we throw up that before? Sorry, thank you, YouTube. So, last week, Sunday, we had a Kai's birthday party, which all the Ray's um, family came around to our house. And so my sister-in-law was there on Friday with her boy. And all the cousins were there. She rocks up with her eye like this, completely red, completely swollen. She said to me that they had been to the optometrist, and the optometrist had seen nothing in there. But when they ran an earbud on the inside, she screamed in pain. So obviously we don't know what's wrong. We don't know if it's fiberglass, glass, whatever. So I didn't think anything of it, and the evening went on. And then later on in the evening, Lorraine's like, listen, don't you want Dent to pray for you? So I was like, cool. Everyone is busy doing their thing, so she comes and sits next to me. And I lay my hand on her, and I just pray. And I'm just like, Jesus, come. You know what's going on? I don't. Thank you that you didn't do that. Stop praying. Ask her, what do you feel? She said, the pain's gone, but there's still some flushing. So I was like, cool, let's pray again. Pray it again. Did you feel anything different? No. Okay, that's fine. So they left at about 9 o'clock that night. In the morning, at 10 o'clock in the morning, I get a message from her, and she sends me this photo. That night, I went to bed. I said, Jesus, thank you that there's no pressure on me to perform because it's your power that moves in power to restore. So you throw up the third photo. So Jesus comes and he restores. He's alive. There's nothing that I could have done. She didn't go to a doctor between 9 o'clock at night and 9 o'clock the next morning, except the physician visited her. Thank you. So thank you, Jesus. You see, and, and Denton, all that Denton's done is he's made himself available. But guys, we've come into the season and it is now upon us. The Lord is commissioning us to go out into our workplaces, into the schools, into our communities, and to call those who need to come to the banqueting table. Amen? And don't, don't belittle yourself. Don't think that you can't. You can. But right now, we're in a season of the more of God. We've got to go out and do this. Amen? And I want to I just, if I may, leave an opportunity. We, we, we'll close off right now, but I want to leave opportunity to all those. I mean, you might even be sitting here and have not yet even made a commitment to Christ. If you're in that position, don't leave from this place today. Please come forward after and we'll pray for you. I'm going to stand here after the meeting's finished and I'll wait for all those who have not yet committed their life to Christ. And we'll pray a simple prayer. Then there are those who are wanting boldness. He, he, he was actually challenged by the Lord with this very simple word. And he's going, I can't, I can't do this. You know, I want you to come up to the front. Maybe on my left-hand side. 
and we're going to pray for you sir okay and then we're going to trust in there for miracles to happen okay okay miracles to happen 